welcome to the healing space this is your host bliss um i choose this name because it is where you will be following my healing journey and we will mostly focus on healing but we'll definitely touch on other um topics now the very first thing that i want to share with you guys that i had to um go through and heal from is the death of my mother my mother passed in 1993 it has been 20 28 years if I'm not mistaken but hey who's counting <laughs> but um when she died I remember vividly I was in the um two grade second grade and I was in class my teacher came and got us got me and said my aunt is outside to pick me up from school it's midday I'm like school is not even close to being over but whatever okay so she got me and then she got my um, mother's son and we were both walking home. She didn't say anything at all. We didn't question why I'm getting picked up. Um, at the time, I was seven years old. So close to home, like one house away from home, my mom's best friend at the time asked her. She's like, did you tell them? And she was like, no. And then um, my mom's son, he was like, tell us what? And she was like, Bev dead. And he busted her cart. And I looked at him. I said, are you crazy? Like, we just saw mommy. What kind of... We just saw mommy. Like, come on. Like, you're crying for nothing. And I think that started my denial phase for a very long time. We walked home. Continued walking home. And everybody's in a frenzy crying. And I'm still like, I don't want to hear anything that y'all got to say. I I don't want to hear anything. My mother is coming home. And that phrase there for a long time, I used that phrase that my mother is coming home. She went on one of her modeling gigs out the country and she is waiting to come home. I don't know what y'all are talking about, but my mother is not dead. There is no way this little girl is motherless. No way. Anyway, babe died. (laughs) she died um we went to the funeral home at the time her husband we went to the funeral home i guess if you heard get a dress i don't remember i'm seven i don't know why we were there but i was there i saw her body i'm still like that's not my mother like that's not my mother whatever who's ever body y'all take out the fridge that's not my mother so we're there whatever i looked at it i'm still i'm literally i have not shed not one tear at all my mom's funeral We went to the funeral. Of course, I'm a little girl. I'm short. So I'm like, somebody pick me up so I can see who's in this casket. Like, y'all not about to sell me that Bev is dead. And uh uh-uh. So they picked me up. I looked at her. I touched her. I remember she was so cold. Oh, my God. I rubbed her legs. And I looked at her face. I busted out crying. I cried the whole day. The whole day, the whole funeral, the whole burial, the drive home, I got home, I was still crying. And I remember sitting on the veranda and they was like, you have to eat something. And I'm like, I'm not hungry. And I'm crying, 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 crying. And that is the very first time I heard, shut up when it came to crying for my mother. Moving forward, 
the people <laughs> who were supposed to um, take care of me actually did not take care of me. My grandmother did her best at the time. She did her best. You know, I was fed. I had clothes and I had food. I mean, uh, sorry, shelter over my head. The necessities, the, the, the basics, you know, so I had those things. I was never without any of those things. But the the um the space was not provided for me to be able to share anything with anyone in my um family that were taking care of me that time nothing at all um if i ever decide to cry and someone asked me why i'm crying and i said because i miss my mother i was always told to shut up baby's dead she's not coming back so crying for my mother being sad for my mother was something that I started to hide as a little girl because I don't want to hear shut up you know I don't want to hear that no one ever comforted me not even the day of my mother's funeral I do not remember anyone hugging this little girl I don't remember anyone you know just sharing comfort to me nobody not even her husband at the time nobody none and throughout the years none and that um in turn you know when i cry now regarding my mom i I tell people like don't pity me you know i don't want you to pity me just let me have my moment don't say nothing you know maybe that's still stemming from what i experienced as a child but with her death came oh my god i had so much anger and that anger was towards her because I'm like, how dare you left me in this world without any guidance, any protection, nothing at all. You just left me here. How dare you just left me? Like, you left me for a long time since I was in my, up to my 20s. I blame this woman for leaving me. Like, you literally, you left me. I don't care what anybody says, you left me. That was my thing at the time. You left me. So, Blaming her all through my 20s, you know, didn't forgive her at all. I was just going through life. Hey, I mean, I don't have a mother, but she left me. People was like, well, where'd she go? She died. And, you know, no one understood and I didn't care to explain to anyone because it's not your thing. I don't want anyone to listen. I knew what I was talking about. I knew (laughs) I know the real thing. But at those times, because I was so angry with her, those are the things that came out of my mouth. Now, when I got into my 20s. I realize, okay, it's time to sit and face. It's time to sit in this thing and face it. So I sat in it. I sat and I sat. Years and years, I sat and I faced it. And I, you know, talk out loud to her. Like, okay, I know you didn't leave me. But I was so mad. I was so angry. Like, this little girl, she's motherless. There wasn't anyone that stepped up to the plate or, you know, no one tried to fill your shoes, which I probably would have shut them down. But no one tried to be, you know, like, take the space of a mother. Like, be something close to a mother that, you know, someone I could lean on. Someone's shoulder that I could lean on. Someone I could cry to. Someone I can go to for, you know, things growing up as a little girl. When I started my period, no one in my family knew that. My cousin's mother is who I um, went to because I needed sanitary napkins. I couldn't, I couldn't share that with my family. I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't. So 
in my 20s, I'm, you know, going through the healing because I'm like this anger that's inside of me. It has to go. It's, 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 it has to go. It, it, it has to. So I worked on it. The first thing I did was forgave myself for blaming her. That's the first thing I did. And oh my God, such a weight was lifted off my shoulders by forgiving me. And then slowly but surely, I worked on forgiving her. I forgave her for leaving me. And then my anger started to fade away. Started to fade away. That deep anger started to fade away. Started going away. You know, I was able to cope with um, a lot of other things that didn't send me over the edge immediately. So that forgiving me, that's, that's my first step in anything that I go through. I have to forgive me first. I know we're taught to forgive the other people because it's better for you. I don't give a damn about that. I forgive me first because I'm blaming me. It's hurting me. I'm hurting me. So I forgive me for hurting me, for um, harboring those anger, um, anger feelings towards her all these years. And I forgave me for believing that she chose to leave me, you know. So that helped me um, a lot. It helped me a lot. Now, her birthdays, um, the day that she died, I can I go through those smiling, like smiling, happy, no tears. If I do cry, if I do shed tears it's just tears running down my face and I'm smiling still it's not it doesn't send me in that sad um depressive state of mind anymore I'm happy on those days I'm smiling I'm laughing I'm cheering to her cheers you know happy birthday I'm happy so I know I know I know that I've healed from that it took a lot of years Many, 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 many years to hear from that. And the, the thing about it is the people that were um, there that told me to shut up um, because I've heard it on many occasions because sometimes I'm a little girl. Sometimes I cry. Sometimes stuff happen and I cry like my mother should have been here to, you know, help me to do this for me, to, to guide me through this. You know, and no one cares. No one, no one cared enough to guide me through any difficulty that I was facing or something that, you know, as a little girl, I'm a little girl. I go through stuff, you know, kids go through stuff. There wasn't anyone that I could talk to to share that with because everyone is going to tell me, shut up. Bev isn't coming back because everything revolved around my mother. Like, Bev, you know, I don't have a mom to teach me this, to show me this. This is her job, you know. So I didn't look at anyone else to show me after the few shut-ups. I didn't look at anyone else to show me. So shit, I created my own path, so to speak. There were things that I taught myself to cope. Hell, there's an adult know. I mean, they did protect me. <laughs> they did protect me as a little girl from a lot of things, from a lot of pain, extra pain, should I say, and a lot of extra hurt. The things that I developed during those times, the walls, pretty much their walls that I put up to assist me going through life without my mother, you know, it helped me. It helped me a lot. I still have some of those walls up in my adulthood because they're not, yeah, they they helped me during those times. And I... um 
<laughs> and I'm going to always have them because they were very successful then and they are um, turning out to be successful now. So, you know, those people, um, I have no, like, I literally have no bad feelings towards them. That's something that I taught myself too. As a little girl, don't know what it was until now that I'm an adult going through, you know, healing and going through phases and growing that I know what it is. Those walls that I put up was for me. Like things people say, do to me, like I literally have it bounced back. Like I always said that has nothing to do with me. Not knowing that it didn't at the time. I mean, knowing that it didn't at all. I just said that to protect me. Like, you can call me out my name. You can call me this. You can say this about me. You can. I don't care. That has nothing to do with me because I know the truth. So why the hell am I defending what you're saying or choose to say about me? And that's from I was a little girl. I'm like that. Like, I cannot. I refuse to defend myself against lies. Anything that you um, say hey, ride with it. Who am I to try to change your mind? Your mind is already set. So I'm not going to change your mind. Set that up from a little girl. I'm taking that till my death. And them, I don't know where they are. Um, honestly, Uh, my grandma, she died. That's my second mother. Um, she died. Um, was it years later? Oh my God. Many years later, she died. She died in 2001. And that right there, her death, it was like, I just went cold because that's my second mother. I looked at her as my second mother. Now, her death, honestly, um, I didn't have to do much healing from her death. It's like, you know, I was like, I expected it. Like, I did, I had this thing that I said that everyone I love leaves and everyone who loves me leaves because my, both my mother's dead. And, and, and it was just a thing with me that I expected it, everyone to leave. So it didn't hurt much when she died because I was already cold from Bev's death. So her death, um, you know, contributed to more coldness. I do love mama. I love her to death. That's my second mother. It hurt. It hurt so bad for her death. It hurt I cried the whole day, the whole day. I kissed her in her casket. I cried the whole day, the whole day, let out everything, let out every single thing. And it was just like from that, I was just like, hey, let's do what it do. I'm 16. Was I 16? I was 15. I'm 15. This is my last year of high school. Next year, I'm going to be on my own, pretty much. Going to let me loose into the world. Hey, let's do what it do. Let's figure some stuff out. And let's move on with life. And that's exactly um, what I did. Um, after I got out of high school, that's exactly what I did. And a couple months out of high school, I went through another traumatic experience very traumatic for a girl that's 16 years old. Very traumatic for any woman in the world. Very, very traumatic. Now, we will touch on that <laughs> on the other episode. This is strictly how I got through 
with um, dealing with the death of Bev. Now, it took a lot of tears. When I say I cried, I probably cried for, let me see, 7 to 20-something. All those years, I probably cried every day. Like, any time I felt pain, I blamed her. Like, why weren't you here to guide me? Like, why weren't you here to tell me, to expect these things? Like, shit is happening that is unexpected. Like, I, you know, so those were my, those were my tears. Those were where my tears come from, sorry. And um, where a lot of my anger came from, too, because I'm blaming her. Like, you wasn't here to provide no guidance. You're not here to provide no guidance. No one that was um, left to take care of me provided any guidance. Nobody. I'm maneuvering this shit as a little seven-year-old girl maneuvering through life. Just, you know, just going. I went to school, came home, played with my um, my dolls, my stuffed animals, my little friends that I had um, in Waganet Crescent. And that was it. I was just freaking doing, you know, I didn't have a bad childhood, I wouldn't say. Because I didn't think I was present in my childhood. I was just going through. I was just doing what I was supposed to do. Wake up in the morning, you go to school. You come home, you do your homework. Then you can play with your, your, your toys and you can play with your friends. Next day, you go to school, come home, play. It was just like a routine. It wasn't anything to um, like super see that, you know, I, didn't, I had a bad child. Because I wasn't um, I'm physically abused, emotionally, probably, verbally, definitely, you know, I'm with them telling me to shut up. Well, it wasn't them. It was, yeah, it was two of them telling me to shut up. I take that as verbal abuse because I'm a little girl that don't know what I'm feeling. I know I'm hurt because I don't have a mother. It hurts me. It pains my heart that I don't have a mother. So don't tell me to shut up while I am expressing to you like I miss my mom. You know, I'm, I miss my mother. You know, don't tell me to shut up because of that. And yes, you're wondering where daddy is. Daddy has migrated to the um, United States at this point. So he wasn't physically there for me. But he was there. I had my daddy. Believe that. I had my dad in my life, but he wasn't physically there, um, you know, for me to, um, you know, cry on his shoulder or anything of that nature. So it was the people that were physically around that I, you know, I looked at at that point to assist me with, you know, with, you know, just a little bit of comfort. Again, I am a little girl. I'm seven years old. I don't know. My mom is gone. She's never coming back, they say. She's never coming back. I'm never going to see her again. She's never going to walk through this gate with a stuffed animal for me. She's never going to do that again. So, you know, to provide a little bit of comfort would have been helpful probably. But, hey, I didn't get it. I didn't hold it against them. Shoot, they probably didn't know what to do. They probably didn't know how to comfort me. They probably didn't know that they could just put their arms around me. They probably didn't know what comfort was, or maybe they simply didn't care. Either way, that's on them. That's not on me. I got through it fine. It took a lot of years. I got through it, and I'm okay. <laughs> I, I turned out okay. I'm, I'm proud of me. I'm pretty sure she's proud of me, too. My mothers, they are proud of me, too. So, you know... That, and I'm telling you, healing, it is not easy. A lot of people are like, oh, you need to heal about this trust and believe me, you're going to be stripped naked because if you're not ready to face it, you're going to keep going through it and going through it and going through it. You will be stripped naked down to your bones while you're going through healing. It hurts. It hurts. 
because it's making you face what it is that you need to come up out of. It hurts. You're going to have to do the work. It's deep rooted because you got to go get the reason. You have to go get it to be able to heal from what you're trying to. You have to go get the reason why you're in this um, position. And nine times, no, 10 times out of 10, it is painful but you gotta go get it you gotta face it you're gonna dissect it well i did i dissect every single part of bev's death why i blame her why do i feel like she leave me why you know why 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 and then it became how do we move forward from this how do we you know stop blaming her i know you probably you could just stop blaming her no 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 how do we stop blaming her? How? When do we start this behavior? Because, you know, don't think because you have faced all of that, it's immediate like, oh, no, 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 no. You're still going through healing. You're still going through the process. It's a daily process until you get to the triumph. Then you realize, whoo, how beautiful it is. All those tears are not wasted. Shoot, your eye doctor is making more as you're, you're shedding tears. So you're going to have more tears. But those tears are well worth it. It hurts. It hurts real, 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 real bad. It hurts. It is painful. The, the process itself is painful. Today you're healing. Today you're feeling good. Tomorrow you snap back like, oh my God, but don't think that you have taken any steps back. That's just how the healing process works. Today you're good and you can be like, oh, whatever it is and smile. And then tomorrow you're like, oh my God, <laughs> why did that happen to me? Like you are going to go through those phases until you can get to, you know, dang, that happened to me. Damn. And you can question it like, well, damn, well, why, you know, Why? without crying without blaming anyone or blaming yourself you know so you can you can sit and you can like evaluate all of that after you have come up out of the healing after you've reached the triumphant part of it you will understand more of you know not probably why but you will understand like your feelings during all of that because that is literally what you're going through and dissecting your feeling why were you feeling this towards it? You know, what caused you to feel this towards towards this situation? How can you stop feeling this way towards this situation? You know, and come up with your own, um, your own steps of helping you through it. Come up with your own methods. Um, figure out something that works for you. You know, you will have triggers while you're going through um, um, healing. Before I healed any part of me for Bev's death, watching funeral and TV sent me into crying phase. You know, crying. Not, I mean, when we watch, because we're humans, we have emotions. We watch TV, you know, certain scenes will make you cry. But whenever it was a scene for funeral, I go immediately back to 1993. I remember her, what she had on, how she looked in that um, casket. I remember her graveside. Like, it took me back like it just happened that image is as clear this is this is 10 hd image i got in my brain um from bev's uh, <laughs> funeral day but that's what it used to do to me 
don't get me wrong i do get flashbacks you know but those flashbacks when i remember like i, I smile like i can smile now i'm not sad and 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 you know on the verge of crying anymore like i smile i smile when i remember her i smile remembering her funeral day like i smile now like i i smile I smile. I, I I can and I'm smiling right now saying this because it took a lot of work. It took a lot of years to figure out, you know, like, you know, as I said, this is through adulthood after my first child. Like, okay, this anger, I know where it's coming from. It's time to deal with it, you know. It's 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 time to deal with it. So I did and I'm proud of myself. I am happy that I did. I'm very 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 proud of me. I am super happy that I did that. And um if you want to i mean i don't have any steps honestly as to step 1 step 2 step i don't know i was all over the place going through this because it was everything at the you know everything dealing with her her death at that time it was just everything so i don't have a step or i don't have any you know you do this first no all i'm saying is you got to sit and face it you have to go deep and pull it back out like i um traumatized because i experienced this trauma now that you have figured that out why are you taking this with you still why is this still a hurtful thing um for you why does this still affect you this way those are the very you know those are things that you're going to have to ask like why 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 when you figure out the why's it may take you a while to figure out the why's then you're going to come with how do i how can i how will i you know and that's that's when you figure that out too going to take a little while again cuz like i said healing is in one day two day three day trust and believe this took years years and years and years years so don't think you're just going to go and sit in it today and today you're out of it like yay no 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 cuz you're going to have to go back in and back in and back in and back in again and figure it out so that the next time once you get to the triumphant um stage the next time you go in you're smiling like you can go sit in it and smile like oh okay that's how i know i i i healed when i can smile about bev that when i no longer cry for my mother when i no longer blame her for me going through things because she didn't show me or wasn't there to guide me or wasn't there to warn me or wasn't there to tell me to expect these things i no longer do that so i know i'm here now i can laugh about anything um beth say i go in my mind pull out a memory and i laugh about it you know smile about it you know imagine oh we would have been we would have been good friends if she was alive today like we would have been here to, like that's what that's that's how i know that i have healed from it i haven't cried for my mother and i don't know how long any years many years since i came out of that triumphant phase i haven't cried shed a tear about my mother a sad tear a sad tear never have i mean hasn't done that in in oh my god i would got to say over 10 years everything has been happy joyful if i do cry it's a joyful tears i'd be like dang could i have my mom we could have went here like it's nothing i that anger has gone out of me for her 
So I'm at a peaceful place with my mother's death, if I should say so. I am at peace. You know, I have now accepted that. That's the greatest part of healing too, acceptance. I have accepted everything, all things that I felt during that time. Every single thing, I accepted it, I owned it. I forgive myself for all of that, for all of that. I forgive myself for it. So you go out there and you do some deep work. Like I said, you have to sit and you have to face it. You have to face it. If you want to heal from whatever it is, you have to face it. And it's ugly looking back at you in the mirror. It is ugly. It's not pretty. It's not cute. It is ugly. But you got to look that ugly thing in his face and say, let's go. We are going to heal. <laughs>